Hello and welcome to Funeral for My Fat podcast. I am your host, Cherie, and I'm so excited for this episode. So this is actually the very first episode I am doing as Mrs. Patrick, which feels really, really good. So Blake and I got married a couple weeks ago, and it was a um, private ceremony with just my family. It was very special, and we are going to have a reception, a happily ever after party later on this year to celebrate, but it was a very meaningful ceremony, and it was beautiful. So yeah, that is, you know, really exciting for me, and I... um was very, um, you know, it took a lot of healing after my divorce to get to a point where I felt ready and um, wanting to be in a type of committed relationship like that again. But I did a lot of counseling and, you know, mental health support to get through the grief cycle and, and get to a point where I was ready to open myself up again. And Blake and I had been dating for about two and a half years. We met right before COVID. And, you know, if we can survive a pandemic and quarantining and isolating together, you know, I think think we're off to a pretty good start. But he's a fantastic guy, and I'm very excited for you guys to meet him, you know, as I progress through this podcast and my social media journey and all that fun stuff. But today we are going to talk about goal setting. So I did, I've done two rounds of 75 hard so far this year and I've lost, (coughs) I'm trying not to cough a lot. I had COVID, got it from my honeymoon and um, now I've, you know, passed all the um, symptoms of COVID and I'm no longer positive, but still dealing with that lingering cough. So I'll try my hardest to not cough in the microphone. But if I um, stopped it every single time I had to cough, I mean, I would be here forever recording it. So (laughs) I'm just going to try my best to not cough. But okay, so we're going to talk about goal setting. So I have done two rounds of 75 hard this year. And I'm down over 41 pounds, which feels really, really good. And so now I had planned to start my third round. What day did I? I think on the 20th of this month, but I was sick, so I couldn't do it. So now I'm starting my third round tomorrow. And so what the 75 heart is, I get a lot of questions on it Um Google it first and foremost, because there are tons and tons of resources around about the 75 hard. But what it is, is it's a mental toughness challenge. It's not even for weight loss, but one of the aspects that comes with it is weight loss. So for 75 days in a row, you complete a series of rules and the rules are two workouts a day for at least 45 minutes one workout has to be outdoors and then you have to follow a diet any diet you can pick what it is no treat meals cheat meals no alcohol you have to drink a gallon of water a day you have to take a progress picture every single day and then you need to do um, 10 pages of reading daily 
And if you mess up on any of the rules for that day, you have to start the whole 75 days over. And um, so this is, I misspoke. I've done 75 hard three times. I ended my third round early because of getting married and going on my honeymoon. So I did the two rounds of 75 hard and then uh, Blake and I did like 58 days and then got married and did our honeymoon and now. So this will be my fourth round starting. But I just clicked in my mind like, wait a minute, I've, I've done more than just twice. That doesn't make sense. So um, I find that the routine and structure that the 75 hard approach creates is a game changer for me. And every time I've done it, I've kind of picked a different exercise um, approach. So the first time I did 75 hard, I really focused on the diet aspect because that's been my biggest struggle for me on the second weight loss journey has been consistency with eating healthy. So I really focused on that. So my exercise was very uh, comfortable. So my um, outdoor was always walking. And then my second workout was things like um, you know, incline walking, my stationary bike, um, a lot of yoga, a lot of Pilates, things that were less um, kind of, you know, kill myself. Uh, how many calories can I get burned in 45 minutes? Like less heavy, heavy things like that. And then my second round, I kind of amped up my fitness and did more, you know, strength-based. I did the program, Beachbody program, Lift 4, and um, a couple other things, and then did some more intensive treadmill stuff. And um, and then the third round is when I was doing my, the incline challenge on, you know, our funeral for my fat treadmill challenge and kind of did more things like that. So the fourth round, I decided that for my own personal goal, I want to do a pretty heavy cardio-based program. And I haven't picked a program yet. I do have a Beachbody membership, so I was looking for things on there. Um, I haven't picked one yet, and I am torn between do I stick to a treadmill or a bike program, or do I find a cardio-based program? So I'm still in that phase of like, what type of cardio do I want to be? But my goal I know for myself is I want to do intensive cardio. So when setting goals like this, this is, you know, my fourth time doing this. We are about to hit September. So, you know, we're going to be nine months into the year. And now we're getting to that point where like, this is the make or break it for 2022. So for yourself, what do you want? You know, we have what? September, October, November, December, four months left. I actually had to physically count that out just so you guys know. <laughs> we have four months left of the year. And where do you want to be in four months? And a lot can happen in four months. You know, if you lose 
10 pounds a month, that's another 40 pounds or anything. I mean, any, anything like that, you know, that adds up even another 20 pounds. Like where do you want to be in your four months of 2022 left? For me, I want to lose another 40 pounds. Like that'd be fantastic. Like if I could lose 80 pounds this year, so that seems like a lot um, now that I'm saying it out loud. But like, that's how big I want personally my goal to be. So in order for me to do that, I need to get really serious about my cardio because I have great results when I'm 100% on my diet and 100% on my fitness. And for me, and looking back through what I've done so far these last eight months, I know personally I can amp up my cardio. So that is my goal for this um, this next round of 75 hard. And I don't want to keep pushing you guys to do 75 hard because I don't think you need to do something that extreme. For me, it's about the daily habits, these daily accountability goals for myself has been a piece of my life that I lost when I went through the grief of my divorce. And there were months and months where I, you know, just was hit with deep, deep depression. And so I, I didn't do anything. And I lost that part of my life, that part of me that was excited about exercise and ready to go out and try new fitness classes and push myself physically. And I, you know, that endorphin rush, I lost that. So for me, this year has really been, and I, you know, I I did the healing on the mental health side. I did the healing my broken heart and opening myself up for love again and moving past that depression And now I got to that point where it's like, okay, I'm happy mentally. I love where I am in life. Now I want to get back that healthy life habits that were so ingrained in a part of who I am. So that's the part of me that I'm still searching for. And I know that I have always loved really intense cardio, but now that I'm, you know, not in the same kind of shape that I was three, four years ago, it's more challenging for me. And so that is my personal goal. That whole rant that I went on was to share with you guys, I'm still seeking to build my life up to be not necessarily who I was before, but the habits I had before. And um, so that's something, you know, the intensive cardio. But back to, you don't need to do the 75 hard in order to have a successful weight loss journey or health journey or anything like that. But what you do need to do is set daily or weekly accountability goals for yourself. So I encourage you sometime this week, take some time to physically, like in the moment, Sit down, whether you have a pen and paper or you're going to use your phone for notes or a recording or a video or some way of physically identifying what are your goals this week, this month, the next four months of the year. And there is power behind 
physically identifying what they are. Because if it's just an idea, if it's just something that you have like, yeah, I would like to do this, just something floating around that you occasionally think about, there, there's no power in that. But by physically identifying, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to reach. There's power behind that. There's intent. There's purpose. So for yourself, what are your activity goals, your fitness goals? What's your weight goal or your size goal? You know, whatever you're using to track your progress. What is your fitness goal? Do you want to get that, improve your mile time? Do you want to be able to do, you know, for me personally, um, doing the treadmill challenge, I could not do a full 30 minutes at an incline of 12 at the speed of three. I had to vary it. So, you know, by the end of this year, I'd love to be able to do 30 minutes at a 12 incline at the full speed of three. Like, so that could be a goal for me. So for you, what is your specific fitness goals that you want to work towards and identify them and then relentlessly chase them? Because nobody is going to chase your goals for you. And I think it's so easy to fall into that, you know, that mindset that someone else will do the hard work for you. And it's not intentional. It's not like you wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, someone else is going to work hard for me. No. But you go through the motions. You know, you might do your... um, you might be loosely tracking your calories that you're eating or you're not really 100% being diligent with, you know, ensuring you're eating as many vegetables as you should or things like that. Like those, just those small kind of like, I don't want to use the term lazy, but maybe those small lacking intent, maybe that's, that's not even right. I'll have to think about it. But those those small behaviors that kind of keep you from being fully dedicated to your goals add up. I mean, if you're only consistently working 60% towards a goal, do you really think you're going to reach it as quickly as if you were like 100% every single day? No. Like it just, it doesn't work that way. So I encourage you to identify your goals and chase them, chase them so, so hard. One of the things that I have to get better at doing, so full disclosure, this is going to be like a super vulnerable moment because I feel like my profession as a school psychologist, it's really important for me to talk about mental health things as well beyond just weight loss and, you know, healthy living and things like that. So when I was, um, over the last three weeks, you know, getting married and my honeymoon and, you know, going to Disneyland and stuff, I intentionally did not eat, you know, I enjoyed treats because I like, okay, I'm taking a break from 75 hard. I haven't had, you know, even something as simple as chips in the entire 75 days I didn't have. So I was really looking forward to this, this break of having treats. Well, I have a lot of food allergies and, 
you know, wheat, soy, and pea make me have very uncomfortable, um, it's very similar to like irritable bowel syndrome type symptoms where I have to go to the bathroom and it's really unpleasant and uncomfortable. And again, being completely vulnerable and sharing this, like I'm raising awareness for food allergies. So I, um, and I know that I will experience that discomfort if I eat these foods, but again, it's a conscious choice. Like, well, you know, I, I want to eat a veggie burger. I haven't had one in months and I want one, so I'm going to eat one. Well, Blake and I landed in Los Angeles and we were taking an Uber from the airport to our hotel. It's only about 40 minutes. I go to Disneyland all the time. So I've done this drive numerous times. And on the way to the hotel, I actually had a panic attack, which I've never had before. But I had a panic attack in the Uber about not being able to have a bath access to a bathroom. Something I have never experienced before. I've never experienced a panic attack. I've never experienced any sort of urgency to have to get to a bathroom before. It was it's such a weird it was so unexpected and and really out of the blue. But what it came down to was because I had been eating my allergies and it does make me have uncomfortable symptoms that I don't always have. Like, I don't know when my stomach is going to hurt, that sort of thing. It was just this like perfect storm. And I legit had a panic attack to the point where the Uber driver had to take me to, like I had to stop someplace and I was like bawling my eyes out in the bathroom. So like, you know, what a full-blown panic attack. And then I eventually was able to come out and I told Blake, I can't get back in this car. I need to, um, like, I, I need to kind of calm down and, you know, regroup and I can drive later. So we sent the Uber driver away and, you know, about 25, 30 minutes later, was able to get in the car again and, and we got back to the hotel. But... Once you, and I didn't know this, once you have a panic attack, it's very difficult for your body to regulate itself without medication. And so the entire time I was in Disneyland on my honeymoon, I had this fear of what if I have another panic attack? Because it was something I had never experienced before. And so long story short, when we got home, I ended up having to go to um, urgent care to get some anxiety medication, a temporary, I went on a dose for 72 hours. And the psychiatrist that I met with talked about how when you have severe food allergies, anxiety and panic attacks are a symptom because you have no control over when your body is going to react a certain way to something. And I didn't know this, you guys, I'm a school psychologist. I work in the field of mental health and I had no idea that this was even a thing I could ever potentially experience. And so I was really, I felt very validated listening to the psychiatrist and understanding that because my body had experienced such a severe you know, panic attack reaction to not only my food allergies, but this fear of not being able to go to the bathroom and all of this, just the perfect storm. So I got, you know, I took some anxiety medication, you know, 72 hours, it kind of leveled me out. Now I'm at that place now where I'm like, okay, I never want to experience that again. So now I have to treat my food allergies as non-negotiables. 
how I do being vegan. I've never done that before. I've always treated them as like, I'm not eating them for right now, but I've never treated them as I'm not going to eat them anymore. So putting that out there, one, to be vulnerable, to share mental health, you know, it is okay to get help. I've never had a panic attack before. It was absolutely terrifying to have one. And then I knew that I was still not back to like my baseline of, because I don't struggle with anxiety. And I was, I knew I wasn't back to where I needed to be. So I got help and I just want to put it out there that it is okay to seek help if you need it to feel like yourself again. Cause that, that anxiety medication I took for 72 hours, was a game changer for me. And I do have a, I have a follow-up appointment with the psychiatrist in a couple weeks to make sure that I still feel back to, you know, myself, but I just being vulnerable, raising awareness for mental health. It is okay to seek help if you need it. But for my food allergies, I am going to not eat wheat, soy, and pea anymore. I'm going to take my, um, treat my food allergies, how I treat being vegan. And like, it's going to be something that's not part of my diet. And I'll be honest, I'm sad. Um, there's a lot of good things with wheat, you know, pita chips. (laughs) There's lots of even healthy things that I can't eat. So all those impossible meats, the beyond meat products, all of those things have pea in them. And um, I can't have that. And it's sad. I will be honest and just say, you know, it's sad for me that I will be losing such a big chunk of foods. But um, I never want to experience what I went through. And I'm going to make the jump and completely eliminate those foods from my diet. And it will be not negotiable. Like I'm not going to have them anymore. So that was my like being really vulnerable Uh, sharing that story, but I do think it's important that we talk about mental health and I do want to raise awareness for food allergies because there are people out there that really struggle. And wrapping up our goal setting, my challenge to you this week is to physically write out or identify what your goals are, but have them in a way where you can track them and hold yourself accountable. So Create your goals for this week and we will talk next week.